We are Melody Informant in the Morning with Megan St. Rose here on Hot Country 103.5. Everyone was in a super great mood. Really happy to uh, be seeing Shania finally in Halifax. But also, uh, dare I say, happy to be talking to us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah really that happy. was. Some people were lining right up. They'd see us with the microphone, and they're like, "Yes, I want to talk about how much I love Shania Twain." Mm-hmm. And then there was the odd person that was like, "Please don't look at me." <laughs> yes, <laughs> avoid all eye contact. But we had prizes to give away. We we had a bunch of T-shirts, multiple sizes. We had uh, Bud Light coupons, beer we, koozies, beer koozies. Yeah, yeah uh, all kinds of stuff in exchange for your singing talents. And by the way, wherever you see the Hot Country 103.5 Summer Tour uh, at any event all summer long, uh, that's where we have prizes all the time, including your chance to win free pancakes for a year from IHOP. No way. So if you're having an event and want us to be there with all that fun stuff, just let us know at hotcountry1035.ca. But we thought we'd round up all the uh, wonderful singing talents of Halifax and basically everyone from across the Maritimes in a nice, neat little package for you. If you've ever wanted to hear a what the people at the concert singing sound like without all of the other music and all of the other people, we got a little clip of that. Morgan, Morgan Taylor, Morgan, Taylor, and Tara. Morgan, Taylor, and Tara. <laughs> what will you perform for us this evening? All right, all right. We, gotta, we have to discuss it. We have to discuss it as a group. Just one side. Group chat. They're huddling on the sidewalk. <laughs> at the entrance to gate D. I'm having me a party. Mm-mm. I don't think I can come. You gotta do the backup part. I'm going out tonight. I'm feeling all right. I'm gonna let it all hang out. <laughs> Let's go, girl! Any man of mine better walk the line. You gotta be a heartbreaking fine piece of perfect. <laughs> Let's go, girls. Let's go, girls. <laughs> Well, if you want to win it, there's no speed limit. I'm going faster, faster, don't be slow. Rev it up, rev it up till your engine blows. You in my love, you in my heart. Man, I feel like a woman. (laughs) Whose bed have your boots been under? Whose bed have your boots been under? I'm curious to hear what a Shania Twain song would sound like with a Cape Breton accent. You guys from here? Yeah. Yes, we are. Yeah. Did you? From the South Shore. From the South Shore. Yeah. Let's go, girl. Did you guys drive all the way down here? Yes, yeah. we did. Yeah, we Just did. for Shania Twain. Yep, for Just for Shania. Three days. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. We love Shania. We are excited to see Shania again. And what's your favorite song by Shania Twain? You feel like a woman. <laughs> I'm feeling all right. I'm going to like you know. Hang out. Woo! Makes noise. Hang with the boys. And I want to shout. Woo! 
remember the words. We don't. Oh, yeah. Hi, country. 103.5. Do you use a travel mug or ceramic mug in the car? Only one answer is correct. <laughs> it's Melody Vorm in the Morning with Megan St. Rose on Hot Country 103.5. Because sometimes we drive to work together. Yeah. And I'm always using a ceramic home coffee mug in the car. Yeah, and yes is the wrong answer. Remember the first day that I went, I was like, what are you doing? Yes. And you have your mug, you're like, I don't know, I just ran into the house. And I'm like, and then the, the next time you had it again. Yeah. And again, and again, and again. And then it came up in conversation and turns out there are a lot of people who are pro car mug. Yes, because it's disg- you taste the plastic travel mug lid when you drink through it. It's gross. I'm not doing that anymore to myself. Well, I mean, I do get what you mean since I do have one of those reusable Starbucks mugs, the $2 ones, not the $40 ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that tends to have a little bit more of a plastic flavor to it. But, uh, you know, it's it, it it's comforting to me. I enjoy my plastic. It means that it tastes like there's not going to be a mess in the car mm. and that my, my coffee's going to stay warm a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are on Team Foreman, though, here. Yeah, that's true. Natasha Hamilton from Margaret St. Margaret's Bay. I am with you, Foreman. I've been using a coffee mug for my coffee driving to work every day for years. Now, it doesn't it just doesn't taste the same out of a travel mug. Correct. And then we have Shelly from Stillwater Lake saying, Foreman, we are alike. I also take my mug in the car with me. My husband and daughter hate it every time I do it. My wife hates it too. <laughs> uh, husband, daughter, and Foreman's wife. Same. And finally, we have Cheryl Shepard from Milford. I'm not wasting a good cup of coffee because it's in a ceramic mug, so it will come into my vehicle with me. <laughs> and Julie, you do it too. Every day. Every Never day. Never a travel mug. We are alike. We are kindred spirits. I'm on your team. And I would very much like to use this uh, before anyone wants to come at me about how uh, unsafe and how, uh, you know, distracted <laughs> driving and everything that uh, I might be causing. You are the one who has the ceramic mug in one hand and your phone taking a picture of the other hand, perhaps also while driving at the same time. <laughs> no. No. Of course not. <laughs> Never. What about you, JJ? Do you use the ceramic mug in the car? Yes, but no. But yes. Okay. Isn't there anybody out there who's like on the fence between the two? I'm sitting here with my ceramic mug with no lid, but as soon as I pull out onto the highway, on goes the travel lid for my ceramic mug. Oh, the ceramic mug travel lid. I've seen those. Yes, I I have one of those because I am pro lid. Uh, I am definitely pro lid, so I I agree with you. But uh, the open, it's the open coffee mug for me. It's I can't. It's it's a mess waiting to happen. Megan, I totally agree with you for highway driving, but I may have a lead foot, making the <laughs> lid absolutely necessary. <laughs> That's fair. Now, um, what is the lid made out of? Like, what material is it? It is made out of plastic, and I do not drink through it. I just use it to keep the coffee in the mug. When I'm going around on the highway. What a pain in the ass. You only need one hand to drive and you only need one hand to pop that lid off. So, <laughs> multitasking. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna let you say that part and I'm not going to give comment. <laughs> Courtney, you think it's impossible to use a ceramic mug on a dirt road, but it's possible. No, it's not. <laughs> Do you, uh, is this a challenge perhaps, Courtney? 
Well, it can be a challenge for you, but I'm not risking getting coffee or tea all over my car. <laughs> I challenge Foreman to drive at regular speed down a dirt road with his open coffee mug. Yeah. Accepted. <laughs> In Courtney's car. In Courtney's car. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Unless, okay, you know, you can do it in my car, but then you have to pay to get it cleaned. <laughs> I think that's a fair deal, actually. If, if you spill it, you have to clean it. Yep. This is high stakes. This is. It is high stakes. We're, uh, like, in the middle of Dartmouth here at the radio station. Are you anywhere near us? I live in Muscadabit Harbor. Just trying to think of, like, if we did legitimately try and, like, set up a date and time where we could have, like... 20 minutes to test this out. The challenge. <laughs> is that something you might be open to? Maybe. <laughs> What's in it for me besides getting my car cleaned? <laughs> well, I mean, we can well, make sure it's a full detail. And Foreman will do it by himself. Oh, God. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> and it's the road that I pick, right? It's my road. Yeah, I like that idea. Mm, within reason. I live in the middle of nowhere. We're building a house. Okay. And so my driveway is because of all the weather that we've had and big trucks and stuff coming, coming and going. It's awfully bumpy. I mean, it has to be, you know, it has to be an actual designated named road. It can't be a four wheeling trail through the bush. And it can't be just a construction road that will eventually be a road, but it isn't technically a road yet. But it can be an unpaved road, a dirt road. Yes. So you're changing the rules. I'm not changing. The, it just has to be a gravel, <laughs> real road. And if I don't particularly like it when we show up and arrive, then I might change the rules on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> so you are a parent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm the five-year-old who's trying to play a board game with you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Is Melody doing is what you might be asking when you hear Megan informing in the morning here on Hot Country 103.5. Well, you are in luck because she still wants to let you know what's going on with her. And it's fun to check in with her and see what's going on in her life. And she's on the phone here now. And, and first thing, you definitely missed a very fun concert at Shania Twain on Monday night. Uh, yeah, I can tell because every single person that I knew was posting pictures and videos from it. And uh, I was just sitting home with a three-and-a-half-year-old that won't stop screaming, just won't stop screaming right now. So she's, uh, Lily has been very, very clingy, and my parents are here, uh, <laughs> which they're going to be here for six weeks, of course. And uh, it's it's only exacerbating this clinginess at the moment. Do you remember you had you had three rules for your parents to follow when visiting you? Yes. So they have followed one. They followed rule number three, which was Lily's my daughter. So the rules that I make for her, you got to listen. They they did follow that one. But (laughs) rule number one was no being anxious about everything. Just go with the flow. You don't have to ask a million times if things are okay. Like, just do it. That's what's helpful. If there's something you're going to do, just do it. We don't don't have us hold your hand through it. That rule has not been followed. (laughs) (laughs) And rule number two was, it's my body. So if I say something is something I can do, then like, let me do it. Um, That rule has also not been followed. (laughs) Add to all of that, uh, the shocks on Tom's car broke. Oh, good. He has since fixed them. He fixed them last night. We got the parts in, but that happened. Himself. Yeah, he did. Yeah, we had to order the parts, and he did it. He's, you know what? He's he's becoming a handy country man. 
<laughs> I, I, fair, but I would let him drive that car without you for a while just to make sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, yesterday, we discovered something on our floor, but before I get to that... Uh, yesterday, Lily also came home with a tick on her, a huge tick. Mm. So, so that was like, a, oh, we've never taken a tick off her before. So we had to do that. And it's in a bag right now. And we're going to take it to be tested. And go to a pharmacy and get medication for her. Oh, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to bring the, the tick to get tested and we'll get the medication. Yeah, you don't her. need to go to a doctor. You can go to a pharmacist now. Yeah, they all yeah. do Lyme disease testing there. And then add that to the list for today of... Some sort of either ant infestation or mouse infestation or blown-in insulation, according to Ask Nova Scotia. I don't know what it... Or termites. Or termites. That's been thrown around, too. I thought it looked maybe looked like mouse droppings, but uh, Ashley seems convinced that that's 100% carpenter ants like we had in our house. And what a pain to get rid of them. We knew we yeah. had some ants, because when we moved in, we had a couple damp boxes, and it brought, like... Ants came through under there, but they weren't carpenter ants. They were just little ants. But then we started getting these piles. And yes. And there, uh, there's a nest somewhere because they're yeah. chewing the wood to make a nest. And they only make a nest where wood is damp. So also somewhere in there, there's water getting in and you have damp wood that they're living in. So you have double the amount of problem. And this just came no. after a leaky roof. So Exactly. I know. I know, guys. Oh, no. I know Does where anybody to look want for the <laughs> Might be above your head. <laughs> but uh, tru- oh truly Nolan is uh, honestly truly Nolan. It's uh, truly like the word truly N-O-L-E-N, I believe. They are 100% of the time, anytime I've had an experience with them, the best pest control company I have ever used ever. I can't say for their prices because it's mostly landlords who have been paid for it. But I've always recommended them. And every single time, they've always solved the problem immediately. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a really cute car that looks like a big mouse. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a punch buggy. It's a yellow punch buggy (laughs) with ears. I would take that advice because we, uh, the ant guy that we got, had to come back over and over and over again. So. Yeah. Exactly. I was thinking of. I was thinking of your situation after I got my text uh, (laughs) about what Ashley said from you. I thought, oh my god, this is just. (laughs) This is not how I want to spend my. Maybe last couple days before the baby comes. Make Tom deal with it, not you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we all know how that goes. But <laughs> no, like I said, he's turning into a country handyman. So we are we are living at country. Just like I... Hot Country 103.5. <laughs> There's a funky smell in the air, first of all. Is that from you guys? Yes. Yes, it is. It is, it is, it is from us. <laughs> When was the last time you were hung out with your mom? All the time. She's my best friend. Oh, yeah. So we're super excited to go to the show together. Hence the fun smell. Together. Together, always. Yeah. We've been fans since, like, what? You were three and I was, like, ten. Oh, so this is a big night for the both of you. We're super excited. I'm a wild mom out for the night. Are you a big Shania fan? Uh, Huge, yep. Like, how cute? Like, I will be bawling my eyes out the entire time. Probably won't see a damn thing. What's your name? Ava. Ava? Parker. I'm... Seven. I'm nine, but I'm almost ten. When's your birthday? July 13th. It's almost like a birthday present. 
Right, yes. Because you definitely want another present on July 13th. (laughs) What do your shirts say? They say, you've got B-E, Carol's got S-T, you've got F-U-C on your shirt, (laughs) and Carol has K-I-N-G on hers. Best bitches! (laughs) Well, I was trying to avoid saying it. It's our 40th birthday year, so we all came together for a girls' trip. This is it? Last night in town? Yeah, we went to the valley, checked out some vineyards, had a lot of fun. Other things you can't remember. Exactly. <laughs> where are you guys from? Enfield. Enfield. Nova Scotia. Yes, we're aware. We're from Newfoundland, making a girls' weekend of it. Going home at 3.45 tomorrow morning. That's before we get up to do our morning show. Yeah. Could we possibly make this like your new favorite station? I mean... It's already mine. Uh, do you listen to the morning show at all? Uh, yes, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So do you know do you know Melody and Foreman in the morning? <laughs> yeah. Hello. Obviously, I'm not Melody. Melody's having a baby right now, but uh, yes. yeah, yeah. No, like right now, right now. But I mean, she could be. Good. Oh, well, good point. Okay, so where are you from? I'm from Cape Breton. Whitney Pier. Yes, Whitney Pier. Yeah. yeah. Are you all from Whitney Pier? Yes, we are. So there's no one left in the town now? No, no one's left. Yeah, we all came up. What's your name? Celeste. Where are you from? Uh, Barrington, Nova Scotia. We're recovering from the wildfires. Doing good. Where are you guys from? uh, Shelburne area, Shelburne County. Like, I got evacuated two weeks ago, but we're back in our houses and doing great. (laughs) Ricky, what's going on? Having a dart, bud. Having a dart here, bud. Don't flick your dart. This is the first uh, town I've heard tonight where I have to ask, where is Claire? It's in southwest Nova Scotia. So it's between it's... Yarmouth and Digby. Okay, I should have let you talk longer and the accent would have given it away. So. <laughs> is there anywhere in Halifax as good as somewhere in Cape Breton? There's a lot of places as good as Cape Breton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to dumb it down for you. Do you guys listen to Hot Country 103.5? Yeah. Sure. I actually got three yeah. tickets tonight from 103. Yes! 103.5! Is she videotaping me? Yes. I'm calling in sick tomorrow. You're calling in sick tomorrow? I won't tell anybody. So you like somebody, you're pretty sure they like you too, neither of you want to make that first move just in case it doesn't go well. So then what do you do? Are you are you stuck? Can you move forward? Well, good thing we're Melody Informant in the morning with Megan St. Rose while Melody's on mat leave and we have Nova Scotia's only matchmaker here with professional advice, Geneva Dickey from the Book of Love Canada. It's a quarter after eight. And Geneva is our date and we need you now. We're knocking on your door. Let us in cause it's time for Dear Geneva now. Dear Geneva, there's a person in the outskirts of my social circle that I'm very interested in. He's kind, very handsome, and fits the bill for someone I want to spend time with. Hardworking, passionate, mature, but knows how to unwind. I'm pretty sure the feelings are mutual. Friends have said it seems like the attraction is mutual too. The only problem is I get really nervous around him. Not something that normally happens to me, so I'm too shy to even just ask him to hang out, let alone on a date. Plus, he's kind of shy, 
So there's not much coming from his end outside of short, nervously flirty conversations either. What do I do? That's a tough spot. That is a tough spot. Because you don't want to, like, uh, obviously this person is going to feel like if they're reaching out and trying to, um, you know, initiate things, you don't want to ruin the, the friendship that does exist. I'm so jealous that um, she's feeling crushes right now. Like, crushes are the best feeling ever. And someone who's, like, so committed, I'm so jealous of all the feelings that you're having right now. You've been in this situation. Many, 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 many times. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to talk about the two approaches that can happen here because it's actually coaching on this because I get asked this question a lot. Oh, okay. So there's two approaches that we can do here. And um, based on the gentleman and his um, receptiveness to it and his receptiveness to dating in general, you can choose which approach to do. Okay. Okay. So there's the hinting approach, which is hinting, flirting, waiting for him to ask you out, but making it very, very easy. Then there's the full asking approach, which is just asking him out. And I want to ask you guys, which do you think is best for this situation, this guy, someone who's shy, what do you think would be the best approach? Well, I mean, I've personally asked out shy guys before, and I've definitely had a very interesting response once... I did make the first move and they were so intimidated by it that it almost like scared them. So they were like, yeah, I'm into this. And then after like I got ghosted because uh, I mean, I I ended up confronting them and asking him why they ghosted me. And he was like, basically like, oh, I'm like, you know, my attachment style is anxious avoidant and basically blamed it on things he's actively working on in therapy. And I was like. Okay, but like you could have just said no. So it's bringing up his attachment style, man. Yeah, I mean, like cool. Great, but yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you know. But can you do something about that, please? <laughs> um, Thorn, you have some advice. So back in the day when I was doing the whole single thing, my friends knew that I had a crush on somebody, and apparently she told the friend, same friends the same thing. So what they did was, every time we went out together, they always made sure the seat was empty beside her, so I had to sit beside her. Good friends, Good Thorne. friends. Oh, that's sweet. We ended up going up for a little while, but it wasn't what, what it should have been. <laughs> yeah. Right, but it helped you at least go down that road. Exactly, yeah. So you think, um, you know, help from friends might be key in this situation. Exactly. And what Thorne said is so great, too, because oftentimes what's making us so nervous about making a move or moving things forward is the expectation. So sometimes when we have a crush on somebody, we put them on this pedestal as to, you know, how amazing they could be in a relationship and where it could go. They could be your future partner for life. But really don't forget, this is just the introduction to get on a date. We still have to qualify for compatibility. So it could go nowhere. So let's manage expectations and that will reduce the nerves big time. Yeah, you're just, you're still, you're not buying the car. You're just test driving the car. Yeah. Yes, we exactly. have talked about test driving. Exactly. exactly. I'm not committing to a whole beer. I'm just getting a flight to see which one I like. Exactly. So there's no huge commitment. So it's okay to make the decision to just get the tiny little flight of beer. And if this person were to go down the road of hinting at being interested rather than doing the full on ask. Pros for the hint approach is it saves face. 
And it saves you from potential rejection because you haven't fully put yourself out there. But the cons are it can be confused with just being friendly. It's hard to bridge that friendly to romance gap. And so the hinting approach very often gets confused with mixed signals. Now, I, especially for a shyer individual, man or woman, I would much prefer someone to do the full-on direct ask approach because the pro is it's clear. And if they like you, it will move along easily, and it's just a clear way to move things forward. The con, though, is there can be very hard rejection where you actually do the ask and they decline, but it's clear. So both have great pros and cons, and we need to, like, gauge it based on who we are asking out. So I think the direct ask is great for someone who's shy, but say it's somebody who's already decent at dating, has no problem asking people out, then it's always important we can go into more of a hinting type of approach because they are able to pick up on those hints better than maybe an introverted, shy individual would be. Mm -hmm. Some uh, other advice coming in by text. Robbie in Lower Sackville says she should ask him out through text. And Adam saying, I would say drop a hint and then work the back channels of friends. I just say ask him out, man. Like, it's such a short life. Like, just do it. And rejection, if you're not getting rejected, like, weekly, monthly when you're single and dating, you're not dating enough. Well, what if, what if, I I mean, I think I'm trying to read between the lines here. What if there already is some flirting and hinting going on from both parties and both parties in this situation seem to be clearly receptive already? What? can you do to just nudge it over the crest of the hill? (laughs) I don't know. See, that's so hard because each person is so different on what their understanding is coming their way. Like, I really wish there was this beautiful middle ground where you can save yourself from rejection by actually asking and being declined. And it could just be a hint where if they decline, you're not rejected. But there is none. That's what makes this question so hard. There's nothing in between hinting and them not getting it and just full on asking them out. Society needs like like a, a mass inside joke safe word where it's like bananas and they're like oranges. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like bananas and they're like garlic. <laughs> yeah. Orange, you glad I didn't say banana? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Who's this? Hey, how's it going? It's Scotty! It's Scotty! He's got a rocking little buddy. No, no he doesn't. <laughs> no, hey, he doesn't. you got to make a fir- good first impression with Megan. Yeah. <laughs> how's, it, how's it going, Megan? Oh, my God, I'm loving it so much. And I'm being so well-received, too. All of you, all of the regular callers, the listeners, so friendly and so nice. And, yeah, it's just, it's pleasant. It's very Give pleasant. us a month. We're pretty hateful after that. We're like, <laughs> I'm, I'm coming from working at bars previously, so you can't oh, really. never mind. You're <laughs> fine. Yeah. That's, that's happened to me twice. Oh. To the same person. <laughs> Both times it didn't go well. Oh, no. This person and I were long friends, still friends. I, I was uh, the maid of honor in her wedding, so that's good. Wait, the maid of honor? Yes, that's right. I... But anyway, just on a, you know, this, this afterwards when we were both married and all this stuff, I just happened to mention offhandedly, I said, you know, just so you know, uh, back in the day, you know, I, I did have a little thing for her. She said, we talked about this like 12 years ago. I'm like, what? <laughs> You called me drunk one night, and you told me this, and and we both decided, which probably meant she decided, that it wasn't a good idea. (laughs) 
So. You know, it's a very, I feel like it's a like a survival instinct to black out all the worst decisions you've ever made. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so, I agree. But it, worked, it worked out pretty good, so I'm, I'm hoping it works out just as well for this person who's going to be calling in or who wrote in, right? That's good, though. That's the sign of a good friendship, and, I, and that's been my yeah. experience, too, because I've had that experience a couple times, and, you know, I, I'm not never afraid to make the first move myself, especially as a woman, and every mm-hmm. single time it's been like, oh, okay, never mind. But you know it's a good friendship where you can talk to each other like that and then be mm. like, no, and then still maintain that friendship after. Because I find sometimes it can get really awkward and it can yeah. get like, oh, well, yeah. do they have like ulterior motives or anything like that? Or is there an ultimatum? But right. no, if you genuinely care about somebody, then if they don't want to be with you, then, you know, like it, it can still make a good friendship if you genuinely care about them. So that's right. Yeah. And I'm sure she still had like some obvious sexual tension towards me for years. Probably right. still does. Right, but, of course. Uh, you know, we've moved past that, and that's good. good. See, you can make that first move and stay friends. Yeah. Exactly. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> Thank you, Scotty. Or, Always or optimistic. The bar- do the barbershop quartet thing. <laughs> <laughs> Text 902-425-1035. Write Melody Informant on socials. Or email melodyinformant at hotcountry1035.ca. 18-year-old caught donating GameStop and Dick's Sporting Goods gift cards to ISIS. <laughs> uh, we have a text here in, oh. from John saying, ISIS really wanted a new call, the new Call of Duty game. That's how they learn. <laughs> it's just one of many headlines in the news this week that we cannot make up here, but we can round up. We're Melody and Foreman in the morning with Megan St. Rose here on Hot Country 103.5. Hit me with a Foreman. Chicago carjacker steals bank robber's stolen loot twice. Chicago man, the new enemy in the Florida man comic universe. (laughs) 12-year-old saves baby deer from pool twice. Maybe they should put a lifeguard. (laughs) Right. Siblings ages 13, 9, 4, and 11 months survive 40 days lost in the Amazon after plane crash. Al Pacino, go get your kids. (laughs) That's where they've been. Uh, As we move on to uh, some local headlines that we can't make up, we're just rounding up. GoFundMe raises $28,000 for Hammond's Plains daycare destroyed by fire so far. It's still ongoing to help out Forest Kids Early Learning Center. Look it up on uh, GoFundMe. It's fantastic. Yeah, no slapstick funny answer to that one because that is just wholesome and amazing. How about this? Kentville man (laughs) escapes $25,000 burn ban fine for fire started just one hour before restrictions lifted. Who can? Only Kentville man can. (laughs) Driver of Honda Fit that crashed into Gottagen Street home in January still at large. Um, I mean, go find him, maybe? (laughs) PEI innkeepers looking to convert B&B into Golden Girls-style living arrangement. Thank you for being a friend. (laughs) New Zealand seizes record amount of meth in maple syrup jugs from Canada. That's very Canadian for the oceanic Canada down by Australia. (laughs) Right? (laughs) In fact, speaking of Australia, I remember we had this headline last week. A grandfather forced to fight kangaroo that attacked his dogs. Because it was just an average everyday thing that happens in Australia. Well, this week... Australian man gets into fight with kangaroo at Australian Wildlife Park. 
There are so many kangaroo and versus human fights that I think uh, the UFC is going to have to start thinking about a new bit. Right. Uh, also, Australian man spots six-foot python in bathroom while on toilet. Uh, that was probably the same thing that was spotted in Vegas in somebody's backyard last week. <laughs> yes. Mistaken as an alien. And by the way, that headline uh, in Australia is just simply Australian man goes to bathroom. Yeah. You expect, <laughs> you expect the snake. That's just Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, to Florida we go now where Florida man throws knife at neighbor who refused to take him to GameStop. Uh, I mean, that was probably the person who was supplying the gift cards. A Florida man develops flesh-eating infection after bite from relative. Bath salts are back. (laughs) Deceased Ecuadorian woman wakes up in coffin during wake. Lazarus, is that you? A few more uh, related headlines like that in the news this week left that we can't make up. We're just rounding up like Harvard morgue manager caught with $40,000 in PayPal transfers for stolen body parts. Okay, Dr. Frankenstein, I see you. (laughs) Uh, Belgium father fakes own death to teach family lesson about staying in touch. I mean, he could have stayed in touch. (laughs) Right? Well, it turns out only half of the family actually bothered to show up to the funeral to witness his dramatic helicopter repelling entrance. I would pay to see that. (laughs) And finally, New Orleans chef who was reported missing, then pronounced dead, says, I've been around. I just needed time for myself. He just wanted to send a message to his family. (laughs) Right? While at the Shania Twain show, we noticed somebody on stage that was a little bit more enthusiastic than Shania Twain, and we aren't talking about her enthusiastic backup dancers. We are talking about one of the guests that joined the VIP section during From This Moment. You can, I mean, I took a video and I zoomed in right on this guy instead of Shania Twain. You can see it on her Facebook page (laughs) right now because he is everything. He knows every single word to every single song, and the whole time he was on From That Moment, (laughs) he was ready and just right in it. So we went on a hunt to go look for him. Yeah, he has multiple pages on Instagram and Facebook and many profiles and things, and between us and people that tagged him in that video and your personal Instagram things, radio station things, we have tracked him down, I think, because the phone is ringing. So who's this? Hi, this is uh, Jake Chisholm calling. <gasps> Jake! Jake! <laughs> yes! After the show, someone's like, you're on the radio station. I was like, I'm what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I, then I saw this video going, oh my God, that's how I look up there? Oh, geez. It was but, great. Uh, Tell us, how did you end up on stage? It was crazy. I've been going to shows for, for quite some time, and Vegas has just kind of provided that opportunity to really kind of get to know everybody in cast and crew. That's awesome. And and you're you're a bit of an entertainer as well, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I've been doing it since I was little, so. Well, you definitely entertain me. I mean, during from this moment <laughs> on, you're on stage and I'm just well, I'm just watching you. I'd rather watch you than Shania. Oh, <laughs> hey, listen, when the music's gone, I'm going to be jamming to it, right? So. What do you do to entertain others? Uh, well, I've been I've been touring around with this show called uh, Jake and Sean's Big Gay Affair and uh, it's kind of like a rock show meets mad tv so there's all these sketches that sean and i write and then these big kind of musical numbers and we're in and out of uh drag doing all these different types of characters and stuff so um and of course 
you know, an acting thing when it comes my way too. So, but uh, the big gift here is with my baby for quite a while. That's awesome. So you're, it, yeah. it's a drag show that's also a rock show, and you're doing comedy skits as well. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a kind of a big variety show. It's so. giving Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's just being a human and having a human experience. Do you ever have any of those shows around Halifax? Um, yeah, I uh, we should be actually releasing a Halifax show date sooner than later. So, is there is there something about um, that song specifically, or you were just into every song and that's the only one we saw you? Oh <laughs> uh, well, no, I was in every song, but uh, no, that song I remember being very little and um, recreating that music video on my fireplace mantle with like this this. Um, throw blanket that my mother had that was kind of like a velvet, kind of looked like her dress in a way. So, and, you know, the songs just grow with you, right? They just, they change meaning. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so no, no, I was rocking out pretty hard all night, but so that was just, <laughs> you got the one glimpse. <laughs> yeah. And and how many times have you seen Shania? Oh, last night was actually number 19. 19? <laughs> I know. Oh my. I know. I know. It sounds crazy when I say it out loud. <laughs> So does that mean uh, we might see you um, for shows uh, 20 and 21 uh, in Moncton this week, too? Actually, no, I'm not doing Moncton. Oh. I'm it against it. But, uh, yeah, no, I've got other shows planned for the rest of this year. But, uh, yeah, Moncton, I was like, you know what? I'm okay to, to not do Moncton. It's, it's Moncton. We're, it's okay. Yeah, it's Moncton. <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> If you remember what we did last week at this time here in Hot Country, 103.5. The magnet attacks me and said, when's the next time she's dressed up, uh, use the word slay queen. So I got home from work last night. She was dressed up in a dress and stuff and, and getting ready for her choir concert. And I said, uh, I said, look at the little slay queen. And she just lit up. <gasps> <laughs> Fathers connecting with their daughters is what we are all about here on this show. And we need to help out again this week, so it's coming back. That's right. Slay Queen. You spelt it S L E I G H. Let's get it. Slay Girl working it. Stop, drop, twerking it. Trip. It's giving glow up. I'm a scent. Vibes are immaculate. Rip. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I'm hearing that intro. That's amazing. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Um, so, starting off our six simple slang terms today, we've got Riz. Riz is short for charisma. Riz, specifically in terms of flirting or dating, so flirting or trying to date somebody, when you have the Riz, you have that charisma, that charm, that ability to flirt with somebody. Mm. They've got the Riz. Tom Holland doesn't think he has the Riz, but he scored Zendaya, so I beg to differ. Mm-hmm. And you just learned something new about Tom Holland this morning, by the way, as well. I did. Which is super cool. He's in a group chat. Yes, so him and Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are all in a group chat together called the Spider Boys. Oh, come on. And they talk about various Spider-Man related things as they're making the movies and sometimes they shoot the poop and, you know, like talk about what's going on in their lives. It's called the Spider Boys. They're the real life diamond dogs Uh, from Ted Lasso. It's amazing. Oh. After So after Riz, uh, leaving Tom Holland with that one right there, we've yes. got Rip. Rip is pretty easy. Um, it's not... Not Donnie the character D- from Yellowstone. Not Donnie Dumphy's going for a rip, but Rip, rest in peace. <laughs> so when you say Rip, you'll hear your kid say Rip a lot, as in, like, dead, end of sentence, like, 
you know, it's kind of like the new LOL. Um, so mm. you say rest in peace or, you know, oh, this this tragic thing happened, rip. This hilarious thing happened, rip. This unfortunate mild inconvenience happened, rip. So next, after rip, we've got W and L. You'll probably hear your kids or see online people saying take the W or take the L. That just means your win or your loss. Oh, okay. That's, yes. oh, that's easy. Right? Yeah. Super easy. Uh, salty. Salty is a pretty common one. Um, if you are in the East Coast, you understand what salty means. It Fine means seafood dining. The flavor of the water. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it means you are uh, grumpy, angry, or negative in some way. Mm. Uh, one that seemed to confuse a lot of people that I know is Chuggy. And I tried to find the background, the linguistic background of where this name came from. Chuggy, yeah. Chuggy, because we have bougie, which comes from the term bourgeois, uh, but Chuggy... Which means kind of you're fancy, you're all... Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And Chuggy kind of means the complete opposite. Okay. It means you are not trending, you are not on point, it means you probably wear Uggs. <laughs> <laughs> you are not on fleek. Not on fleek, which... Don't say on fleek to your kids these days because that is chuggy. <laughs> so finally, we have another term that I have been using for a lot of people in the last couple days. Stan. When you stan something, you are a super fan if you recognize the song by Eminem, Stan. Uh, it is a tragic song, unfortunately, but now we've turned it into a colloquial term for I'm a fan of you so much to the point that I'm willing to unalive myself. It's, I know it's a little dark, but the kids are using it more than ever these days. So when they say Stan, it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. They will not actually mean that, no. but that's basically where that word comes from. I'm going to assume that most people using the word Stan probably haven't done the research on where it came from either. Uh, definitely not. A lot of these terms do come from drag culture, so it is an overdramatic use of a lot of very specific terms. So when you know, if you've ever heard the show from the show Big Mouth, or if you've watched Drag Race or anything like that, they use a lot of those terms uh, way more overdramatically than they are meant to. So that is this week's list. Riz, Rip, WL, Salty, Chuggy, and Stan. What has happened uh, with your kids at home with the babysitter while you're out? Because if anything is going to happen, it's going to be exactly at that time. Murphy's Law, whatever can go wrong will. That's yes. exactly what that is. I mean, my wife Ashley and I were just trying to be out with you. It's Shania Twain there last night with the babysitter at home. And of course, as soon as we get settled, we get a text from our babysitter saying, uh, Emily, who's six, threw up. And is getting sick. Well, we're not coming home. Oh, man. So you're gonna have to make the best of it. Children, why? Why do children puke so much? Like they, they need, really do. They do. It's it's. I was I was just telling you about a story about my my own child who like exorcist style projectile did the thing. I won't say the word on air. I know it's not a bad word, but I know people hear the word and they're just like, <laughs> so yeah, it was it was you know just trying to feed her some milk to get to sleep because she was being fussy, and then all of a sudden. Bleh, everywhere, yeah, all over the place in like a 360 degree fashion while I was trying to inspect the one side. Mm -hmm. uh, but we do have somebody who brought in their own story of what they experienced. Yeah, I mean, Nicole, tell us what happened. So I was living in New Brunswick and uh, like in Ormocto area and my husband and I were going to a concert in Moncton because he got it for my birthday. Awesome. And what, what was the show, by uh, the way? Oh, don't judge. Don't judge. It was Nickelback. <laughs> Hey, you know what? That's all right. They're, you know, they're touring right now with Josh Ross and, and Brantley Gilbert. They're, they're okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we were on our way to Nickelback, and this is a girl. She was in my labor and delivery room for my first baby. We stood in each other's weddings. I was like, okay, I can let you babysit 
my one-year-old. I can do this. This is fine. So all she needed to do was just get them in their jammies and put them to bed. And we didn't even get 10 minutes down the road, and she called me. Uh, well, first she texted me, and then I didn't answer, so then she called me. And she says, uh, Nick, I think you need to come home. I think Cohen fell down a couple stairs. Uh-oh. And I, and I was like, okay, well, calm down. Like, what's going on? She goes, I found him on the third step. And I was like, you found Okay. Found him? <laughs> She's like, I need you to come home. I, I, I don't feel good. And I was like, okay. So my husband turns the car around. Again, we're not even 10 minutes down the road. Didn't even make it to an intersection yet. <laughs> we get home, and it was my five-year-old that said, Mommy, Cohen fell from here down to the front door. That's and more than like, a couple stairs. That is more than, that was 15 stairs that oh, he fell down. Oh, my. My stomach started going, and I started to go into a little bit of a panic mode. But my girlfriend was shaking. She was hysterical. So I'm trying to play it cool so it doesn't make it worse for her. But deep down, I was panicking. Yeah. Uh, so I checked him over, and I did call, like, 811 Health or whatever it was. And they did tell me that I needed to take him in just because nobody saw how many stairs he would have hit on the way down. Yeah. So I... <laughs> told her, I said, if you want, you can come to the hospital to see. He's fine. I'm sure he's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> and she was like, no, I can't do it. I feel like I'm going to throw up or pass out. So I got in the van, and I didn't even get out of my driveway yet. I called my mom, and I started panicking. I was like, oh, my God, I never meant to go anywhere alone. Like, it was just awful, awful, awful. Anyways, get to the hospital. They did the check over. He's got a big head and a few bumps on it, but... He was fine, but she is not babysat for a sin. <laughs> um, <laughs> Are you guys still friends? Uh, yes. Even if you asked her to babysit again, she would probably be the one to say, uh, no. <laughs> Absolutely. And we always <laughs> joked that if she ever has kids, I would make sure that they never fell. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a dog? How much noise do they make? And at what do they make the noise for? <laughs> Because your dog uh, is quite an Instagram celebrity now, I feel. He is. Actually, Chewy's just, like, famous in Halifax in general. He's very well known. There's a lot of people that I don't know that will see me on socials and see the pictures of him, and they'll be like, Chewy! And I'm like, "Uh, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) Now, is it your dog, or...? So, Chewy was purchased 15 years ago by somebody who lives in the residence that I live in right now. Unfortunately, that person did leave and then he was taken in by one of the other residents of the house. That person took care of him and the person who runs the studio that is in the house that I live in also is technically his main owner as the other person who took him in moved out. Now, he has been an interim interim pet for a lot of people who've lived there. He welcomes the new guests and now every time or every night or almost every night at least, he sleeps in my bedroom instead of the studio owner's bedroom. And we all kind of take turns taking him for a walk. So while Chewy is not actually mine, <laughs> he's everybody's dog, but he's, he's, he follows me around. He's, he's my pup. I call him my puppy. Yeah. Well, he seems to be quite used to uh, not only that situation, clearly, and because he's your puppy, but also living near 
emergency services. Yeah, we live down by the uh, fire station or a fire station, not to give away completely where I live. <laughs> yeah, what's your exact um, address? <laughs> what's your credit card number? Yeah. What's your security code? Uh, don't fall for scams. No. Nope. We don't have a Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> not Don't fall for the fake one, that's That for was sure. yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, we live near a fire station and so every time a fire truck or any emergency service vehicle comes by, he tries to emulate the sound that they're making, the sound of his people. <laughs> that was not somebody screaming out the window. That was my dog Chewy. It sound you know it sounds like a person pretending <laughs> to be a dog. Yeah. Like. <laughs> And he does that every time? Every single time. And usually if there's a number of the housemates in the room, um, everybody will start doing it with him. And if we kind of keep it going, it can keep, it can keep him going for longer and longer. <laughs> now, I have a cat. She hates it. They are best friends. She hates it. Every Aww. time he starts, she looks at him with this disgruntled, what in the world are you doing? Stop that right now. And just like, she doesn't leave or get up or go away from him. She just looks at him with the most disgust on her face. Aww. And it's it's hilarious. It's it's actually really endearing. But yes, every single time he does that. We had We used to have a beagle. And he did not howl at all like you would expect a beagle to howl. Yeah. He would scream at everything. <laughs> a- any bark is actually a scream to the point where we had neighbors who thought we were like legitimately abusing our dog because he just screams at smells, at people, at animals. Didn't matter. Did it sound like the end of that scream there though? <laughs> a little bit, but over and over and over again. <laughs> that but longer. Yeah. So uh, what does your dog do? What kind of sound does it make? We're at 902-425-1035. Who's this? Hey, guys. Austin. Austin! This is Austin. What can we do? So I won't scream for you, but... <laughs> My uh, chocolate lab, whenever I get home, if she has a toy in her mouth, she does this, like, excited whine and, like, multiple different tones and, like, completely switch back and forth mid-whine through the tones. You're going to have to demonstrate for us. Come on. <laughs> uh, no, I, I can't even hit those tones. No. Oh. <laughs> Is she good with kids? Oh, yeah. She's yeah, awesome. Um, Important. We actually have uh, three right now. And she is actually the best one with my daughter, um, to the point where my daughter can literally sit on her and ride her, and she thinks it's the greatest thing in the world. So you have two dogs and a horse. (laughs) Uh, Yep. See, and you're already set, because as she gets older, and the more and more she thinks of asking mom and dad for a pony, you can already say, yeah, have one already. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we actually do have a horse as well, so. (laughs) Any other animals you want to round up for us? (laughs) Uh, I've also got three pigs, an alpaca, two cows. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a minute, hold on. You have an alpaca? Yep. That's amazing. Like, what are you doing with all these animals? It's a bunny farm. Yep. It's time to pick up your copy-paste Father's Day gifts that everybody gets. According to the National Retail Federation, here are the top things we are buying Dad for Father's Day this year. 
Number one, a greeting card. Number two, clothes. Number three, a special outing. Number four, gift cards. Number five, personal care items. Number six, electronics. Number seven, tools. Number eight, car accessories. And a personal addition to the list, number nine, custom mugs that he probably can't actually rightfully drink coffee out of because the clay might be toxic to his insides. <laughs> You know those mugs that I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of people have been uh, letting us know what their dad wants for Father's Day as well, and that includes Melissa saying an Amazon gift card. Sherry saying an ice cream cake. That's all he wants every year. Keisha who says dad only wants all of his kids home for the day. Oh, that's adorable. Finally, Austin says my dad wanted some new slippers, so I got him some really nice comfy ones. Yeah, that's so nice. Awesome. Um, Ange, what does uh, Ange and PEI, by the way, what does your father want for Father's Day? My dad really wants a cleaning cloth for Father's Day. It's all he wants, so that's what he's getting. He wants a cleaning cloth. Cloth. Yes, it, it does windows and glass, and it's probably the best $8 I've ever spent in my life. I've had it for about three years. It's just a white, almost looks like a cheese. You get them at Price Mart. I don't know if you guys have them over there, but they're about eight or nine bucks. Um, you get them a little bit wet, and they clean beautifully. Stainless I've... steel, mirrors, glass, you name it. Um, he absolutely loves it. It's like I... the slap chop of cloths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the chamois. Yeah, the, the, sham- the shamwow. Better than a shamwow. But I've, I've, I've never heard of a father not saying, why do we need to buy a cloth? I have 10 old t-shirts in my closet. <laughs> he asked me to clean his truck. He's getting up there in age. Um, so he asked me to come up and clean his truck one day. And I used this cloth meticulously. So I took it with me. Mm-hmm. And I go to start doing the windows, and he's like, what are you doing? And he's going to get the Windex and the, the newspapers, crumpling them up. And I'm like, oh, my God, go away, you 90-year-old. <laughs> so I get my cloth, and I start going, and he's like, holy Yeah. I said, yeah, Dad. I'm like, you need one of these. So he's been after me a couple of times to pick him one up. Pick him one up. Um, he's in Summerside, and I live in Charlottetown. So I keep saying I will, and then... The other day, what do you want for Father's Day, Dad? Can you get me one of those cloths that you keep saying you're going to get me? Okay, Dad, it's done. I cannot believe, and you might be the first documented case in history, you've gotten a 90-year-old man to change his ways. It's never been done before. I'm that good. (laughs) All it takes is basically performing an entire infomercial for the magic window cleaning cloth for him to realize he's been doing it wrong this whole time. Exactly. I kind of assume that like, you know, Father's Day, we we, we buy all these typical gifts of like ties and watches and all that. And nobody and, you know, like people ask women and there's this whole trope of like, what do you want for Mother's Day? What do you want for your birthday? And we're like, I don't know. Just get me whatever. It's like it's like a fun little game. It's Mm -hmm. not so fun Mm -hmm. for the men. But uh, (laughs) men don't get asked. They just get like standard your standard cookie cutter gifts. Um, Exactly. So it's it's amazing. Are we changing ways or is asking a man what he wants actually showing us that maybe men are deeper than we think i think you're on to something i think they are and we just don't know it and we just stereotype them into one category i'm not going to ruin this by saying anything else (laughs) 
you have uh, some great moments you have with your five-year-old daughter, Bailey. Yeah, Bailey is quite the uh, charismatic uh, little child. I'm pretty much proud of her all the time. I'm one of those annoying parents that if anybody even is like, oh, you have a daughter? I'm like, yes, let me show you every picture of her and tell you everything she's done in the last five years of her life. She's the best kid that ever existed! She, that's exactly how I sound when I'm talking about my child, honestly. Um, especially when it comes to moments like the other day. Now, uh, they're, you know, it's, it's, it's hard being a parent who is not living with your child and, and, you know, it is abnormal to be the mother who is not living with her child but you know shout outs to her grandparents who are just the most amazing people and and give her this wonderful wonderful life while mom goes out and according to her works as a rock star in the big city as she told all Aww. of her friends um, and so we do you know it's, it's I'm not like away from her we video chat we talk and we have all these these moments together online um, but uh, she, the other day I was talking to her and I was asking her you know how, how was her day did she get anything new any new toys any like tell me all the exciting stuff and so she brings out three Barbies and she very is proud like is very proudly showing me these three Barbies and they are very very different I love how Barbies are these days yeah. because they come in all different skin colors all different styles all different body shapes like yeah. like it's just so cool so she pulls out this one and it's called Rockstar Barbie and it is a mermaid who is a rock star and so for my guitar playing friends her tail looks like a Schecter guitar it is a metal style guitar that's all jagged on the edge and if you understand what a mermaid tail looks like and know what a Schecter tail looks like you can probably do the math there. It is cool. I wish I had that Barbie. <laughs> and she's got like an Explorer type guitar and purple hair. And, you know, I'm showing Bailey that we've got an Explorer on the wall at the at the house at the studio there. And she's like, they have the same guitar. That's awesome. And so she's showing me other Barbies. One's like a fairy type Barbie. And one straight up has like all pink and black, which my my metal band is is pink and black themed. And she says, this one looks like mommy. But then I was like, which one's your favorite? Like, like, tell me all about your favorite. Because it's, it's how I get her to express and, and yeah. practice conversation is like, tell me with your words, you know, like what your favorite is. And uh, so she's like, she's kind of looking at them for a second and she goes, this one. She picks up the Rockstar Barbie. And I was like, why is that one your favorite? What? Tell me what is your favorite part about that? She's like, well, it reminds me of you because you're a rock star and I love rock and roll. And then she Aww. throws her horns because I taught her when she was two to throw her horns. <laughs> and so every time I say rock and roll, she throws her horns, which to anybody who's who can't physically see me right now that's doing the rock and roll hands with the the pinky finger and the pointer finger up yeah. and uh, it's an emoji she, it is <laughs> yeah. and she understands what throwing your horns means and yes. what rock and roll hands means and and she does it all the time and and i thought you know for there was a small a small moment in her life where i was like am i indoctrinating my child into like the rock and roll and i try not to force her into any which way but yeah. she just loves it she she's loves embracing it, it. Oh, she man, loves she, it yeah. she steals my denim jacket she steals my band t-shirts yes. and she's five and she plays guitar loves rock and roll like like it's proud mama moment. Oh, so proud. Okay, my ma- my proud parent moment. And you can share yours. You know, we're at 902-425-1035. Emily, uh, primary, uh, she's six years old. We, you know, she could be friends with literally everyone, but she could possibly also um, be very assertive with everyone as well. Mm-hmm. And so we wonder sometimes when, you know, your kid comes home from school and is like, well, this problem happened with this kid and this problem happened with that kid. And, and you wonder how much of it is your fault? <laughs> yeah. uh, and lately she's been talking about this one other kid that's uh, every day this one boy causes all these problems. And then we have a call from her teacher. I thought, oh, great. Now we're going to hear the real story of how it's actually all her fault. <laughs> Turns out the boy uh, perhaps is causing problems, but they're so closely associated together because they sit at the same group table in the classroom together. So that's why they're always together. 
And the reason they're sitting together is because they hoped that Emily would be a good influence on the boy because she's the golden child and she might help him become a better child also. That is such a good thing to hear as a parent. And relieving, let me tell you. (laughs) Very opposite to the story I told you the other day about my child in a class with some boys. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So this is not a recent story, but, you know, when she was in kindergarten, there were these two boys that kept getting in trouble around her. and, And, you know, she didn't really, no one really knew of these two boys. We knew that they were friends of hers. But then one day the teacher calls. Yeah, that one applies to this one. (laughs) So it turns out these two little boys kept getting in trouble because they were her henchmen and everything that they were doing. She knew she would get in trouble, so she wouldn't do it. She was sending these little boys to go do her evil bidding for her, which I can't not say I'm proud of that. (laughs) Do they also call her Gru at school? (laughs) Text 902-425-1035. Write Melody Informant on socials or email Melody Informant at hotcountry1035.ca.